Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two year contracts, they said, What the f are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is a Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsack for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest, a topic, five things to support that topic. I think you know how rankings work. There's plenty of things to rank in Star Wars, plenty of people to do it. And this week, I'm not alone. We have a guest. It is from the Meaning of Podcast, from my Game of Thrones show. Well, not mine, because there's other people on, including him, Casterly Talk. This is Andres Cabrera. Welcome, Andres, to the show. Thank you so much for having me back on this show. Yeah, the last time you came in, we did a couple Star Wars ranks. We did uh, what best light lightsaber fights. That's right. One of my favorite episodes, and yes. then we did the prequel quotes. That's right. Now 
reason I brought you back, other than I just love hearing you talk Star Wars, we are we are ramping up to the twenty year anniversary of Phantom Menace. Ooh. We uh, are counting prequels. down. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm honestly counting down. We're prequelists here yes. uh, at at uh, at. Uh, I push up my glasses. <laughs> uh, we we love talking prequels. We love diving in. We love having fun with the prequels. We know they're not perfect. We know they got some things we like. And twenty years ago, it all began. And you are a part of the prequel generation. This was your right. first experience. Whether or not you had seen the other ones before, I can't quite remember. I, I, I did, yes. 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 So, but this is your first big theater experience. It was my right? theater experience. Obviously, I grew up with the VHS ch- tapes of, of the originals. God bless you, sir. Uh, I think it was the 97 release or the 96 right, 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 re-release right. when they re-released those, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, along with the toys. So I had the Luke action figure oh, and all that stuff. Oh, Power of the Force too. Oh, yes. But uh, but the prequels for me was like my reintroduction and my falling in love once again with this new trilogy. Right. And it worked. I fell in love once again. Love that. It was one of my most memorable theater experiences yeah so it was a good time we were talking before we went to air i saw phantom menace in winnetka california the pacific theaters 10 a.m showing but you sir out there in probably whatever zone at this point in your life no it was uh mccallan texas mccallan texas that's right you started out there Midnight showing. Midnight premiere in McAllen, you, Texas. One of the few me. theaters we had. <laughs> yeah, I, I beat you to it, man. Uh, midnight premiere was incredible. It was well, absolutely incredible. The atmosphere. The energy, the yeah. hype, the the feeling while watching the movie, the reactions yeah. of hardcore fans, people dressed up. Like, it, it really yeah. was. And it, it, my first midnight, you know, theater oh, yeah, experience yeah. in general. I mean, this I'm eight years old, right? Yeah. I, I had to beg my parents to... <laughs> Please. To let me stay up and watch this movie. Yeah. It's a Star Wars. Yeah. yeah, you know, we're going to be talking on Force Center a lot about The Phantom Menace, specifically the hype and the energy around it and leading up to that moment. And yeah, all right, so maybe the movie comes out and some of you are disappointed. I was a little disappointed at times, but also not. I liked it more and felt like I had to not like it a little bit. Not that I didn't make my own decisions on things I don't like within it. It's an interesting journey. And this is part of that journey. We're going to dive in uh, with Andres today. This is Star Wars ranked the most underappreciated prequel characters. Uh, I need more water because appreciated is what I said. Most underappreciated prequel characters. Now, as often with Star Wars ranked, sometimes we have very, uh, very laser focused topics. Sometimes they could uh, be up for interpretation. So we kind of sat before the show. A lot of times we like to surprise each other with our list, but we kind of had to work this out because you could say underrated characters is a little different than underappreciated. Do we talk about background characters? Are we just going to have a Yarl Poof conversation, a Yaddle conversation, or are we going to go into some characters with some meat on the, the story? And and Andres, correct me if I'm wrong, we wanted to put a little meat on these bones. Yeah, I, I wanted to focus on characters that I feel don't get enough love. Mm-hmm. They get some love, but not enough. I, yeah. I, some of the characters I chose are characters that I feel are crucial parts of the, of the prequels, if not yeah. some of the best parts of the prequels that yeah. should be a little bit more in conversation with along with the Anakins and the Obis yeah. and the major characters in the prequels. Yeah, so we're going to have some some background characters here, some some ones you you know you maybe hadn't thought of some you some you had. Some you might say, "Well, wait a minute, I think they get some press." And while we don't disagree with that, there's either a history of being underappreciated or 
the actor being popular doesn't mean the character gets the love in what you're describing. Because I'll tell you who's not on the list and is one of my favorites, and it's one of Joseph's favorites, and it's a it's a four-center favorite. That's Count Dooku. Mm. Now, I think he's underappreciated and has been, but I think the tide is turning on Dooku. Oh, yes. Um, but there is one on your list, too, that's growing in a repopularity, but they think there's a big history of being underappreciated that needs to be discussed. So that is the setup. A lot of times we just dive in, but we felt we wanted to give a little bit of context of why and how we made our choices. Am I being fair and honest there? 100%. <laughs> With that, we're going to dive in. We have five each. Maybe we'll talk about some close calls. And we'll count it down from five to one, beginning, sir, with your number five. My number five is a personal choice. And by personal choice, I mean I saw this character sitting on the council. And as a young man watching the Star Wars prequels, I immediately was drawn to him. Right. He's got one of the most unique looks as far as a Jedi, as far as a creature. He's so cool. I think... He's absolutely fascinating. We obviously learn more about him in the Clone Wars. It's it's my boy Plo Koon. Plo Koon. I love Plo Koon. Yeah. I, I, again, obviously, one of the main things that attracts me to him yeah. is his amazing look. Yeah. He's so distinct. Obviously, for those um, who don't know who Plo Koon is, mm-hmm. he is, he's got almost like a mask that he's wearing. It's got right. almost this mask feel, almost with... Two yeah. um, kind of almost covers her, yeah. almost like pincers kind of sticking out of his face. Yeah. Um, breathing apparatus. Breathing yeah. apparatus. And he just looks like a badass. He's intimidating. Yeah. He looks mean. He does. But in a good way, like in, in control. In, like you want him on your team, yeah. you want him on your squad. Yeah, and and to be clear, even more specific, we are talking about the movies and the Clone Wars cartoons. Uh, definitely added to these characters, and he's one that benefits greatly. Oh, absolutely. James Arnold Taylor comes he's in. He's got an incredible voice. And does the Paul Clune voice. Oh, and so good. So that might factor in a little bit to your decision, but you're sure. going back to the initial, you see him on screen, and you're like, yeah. wow. I think he's so cool. He's absolutely. And then obviously his lightsaber is amazing. We mm-hmm. we see one of the first, like, I think you believe he's got a yellow lightsaber. I might be wrong with that. But, I don't know if he, well, uh, yellow would be Jedi Temple Guards in canon, but it's a different uh, time. So I don't, I don't want to, um, actually you, cause I meant that would make me an a-hole check. That's why we have laptops. Um, I think it's, I thought it was blue, but no, it is blue. I'm, blue. I, I'm just, I'm completely incorrect. But you're, also you're in right. legends, he could have had a yellow one and a pink one and a Correct. striped candy cane one. Cause that's what legends did. Yeah. Um, but, but he's definitely got that orange look to his yes. face and he's got a very intimidating, yeah, very orange tone. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I just think he's one of the coolest looking characters. I had a Plo Koon action figure yeah. as a kid. So that probably is another reason why he's in my top five. Yeah. Um, and it, I think it's funny because he's one of those characters that mm. I, I gotta be honest with you. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite YouTubers is Jenny Nicholson. Jenny, yes. Um, and she had a great video where she tries on reject Halloween costumes. <laughs> um, and she goes on this website and she just finds like $5, like super old Halloween costumes. And she tries them out. And one of them was Plo Koon. Yeah. And she finds an old Plo Koon, uh, Plo Koon costume. And she goes on a rant about like, why is this guy, like who wants to be Plo Koon? He's the kind of character where your mom bought this costume and it's like, mom, <laughs> I wanted to be Anakin. And it's like, well, here's a Jedi and he's yeah. cool and stuff. You want to be a Jedi. Uh, and she goes on to say like, who's a fan of this guy? And I remember responding to my laptop and being like me, <laughs> I, I'm the Plo Koon fan who as a kid would have loved to have that costume on. Nah, I, I would, I would, uh, Jenny's sweet and I love working with her. I've, I've had a chance in the past, but yeah, I would, I would sometimes counsel some, uh, acceptance of other people's interests in star <laughs> Wars with her. Uh, but, uh, Plo 
Clune. I always say Clune. Coon. Plo Coon. I, I agree. Yeah. I, I always confuse it. Yeah. It's Clune or Coon. Plo, it's too many L's. It's yes. like my name. That P and the Z together confuses people. It is, especially when the prequels, when we're seeing other Jedi for the first time, right? This is like, we've got Obi-Wan. We know Darth Vader was one and we got Luke and he's running around in the original trilogy. But now we're going back in time and we're seeing, we see Obi-Wan, we see Qui-Gon, yay. But once you get the whole team and the full scope, he's one of the ones you're immediately drawn to. It's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a great design. It's an intimidating design. It's a very warrior-like design. And that's interesting. And I think... You know, later on, we learn again, Clone Wars, he, he found Ahsoka and all that kind of stuff. We, we can't really factor that here. But when he goes in Order 66 and this great Jedi is just blown out of the sky. Over I remember watching that and being like, no, not no, Plo, not Plo. <laughs> I remember actually being very upset. And it's yeah. one of those things, too, where it's like you all we, we just had a game of thrones conversation and, yeah. and you always want to have your heroes go out like in the coolest right, way right and and it you, you see Kiati go out you see other right. characters and you're like is that cool like i yeah. remember always being like disappointing that he got shot out in the sky but at the same time i'm like that's probably better than being shot in the back i think it's is it's, it i think the order 66 sequence is 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 heartbreaking for all the right reasons and i think it's it's a little bit of this is it's almost Game of Thrones before we really knew what to that what discussion. Even though the books were out, we we didn't know how, how to discuss that publicly. It is it is very realistic. It's it is not glorious. It, it isn't. And, and, and he gets shot out in the sky and just crashes and blows yeah. up. It's uh, you know what I changed my mind. It's disappointing. It's disappointing. <laughs> it hurt my heart, man. But I think I don't, don't want to see Plo go out like that. And I the think other that was one part is, of the point for yes, the, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, like, and and, and, and um, I forget the one that goes out on the speeder. Her uh, name. Stasali. Yes, yes, that's yeah, heartbreaking yeah, yeah. too. Because yeah. you're like, what? Like that? Yeah. Like you couldn't sense it. Yeah, yeah. but that was that. Would, but that. But I think that was the Order sixty six right. sequence. It's, it's supposed to be this kind of like. Because Subverting you're yeah, because glorious. you're disappointed. That shows yeah the feelings you had for yeah. Plo. You want it to be a glorious yeah. exit, but it's not. I think that's a great way to start the show. Number five, Plo Coon, which takes me uh, over to my list and my number five. All right, uh, this is kind of a. It's not one character; it's a collection of characters. I think they're underappreciated based on their look, their design, their sounds, and yeah, maybe they're not the best fighters So when they're taking on a Jedi, but I love the IG-100 droids, the Magna Guards, General Grievous's personal guards. I I think one of the big victories in the prequels is, is a lot of the designs of characters, of ships, of uh, the era and how it looked, and I think the battle droids, I do like the look of the battle droids. Uh, I'm I'm on board battle droids more than I was, but I think even myself, the Roger Roger, and they're getting cut down by like, like butter. Uh, the battle droids overall, it, it put a weird taste in my mouth. This is personal now. Weird taste in my mouth for a lot of the bad guys in in the prequels. And so when the Magna Guards came on, it's like uh, you know even the super battle droids. I don't really like that design as much. They look like a 1950s car, which might have been part what of about, the, the uh, aesthetic. Destroyers. Destro- now the droid because I like, droid-ducas. but I think the droid because are very appreciated. Like people generally like that. I was gonna say it's probably my favorite. It looks the sound, the shields, and I remember in Phantom Menace being like, oh wow. But so a couple mo- movies later, the Magna Guards come along. Part of the you know original concept of Grievous, one of the many potential Grievous designs. They, I think they just look so Star Wars. And I love the sounds of their, their sticks that, uh, you know, can take on the lightsabers. And oh, yeah, great. they don't, f- they, they lose pretty quickly. But, but you're saying, you, you push back on that. I do, because when we first see Revenge of the Sith, first mm-hmm. time watching it, 
we we always uh, assume the battle droids, like you just said, cut mm-hmm. like butter, which is I think even a quote from George when yeah. he's talking to Steven Spielberg. Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> And he says, these are the purpose of them. They're supposed yeah. to be like paper yeah. for, for the Jedis. And when we see a Jedi swing a lightsaber at a droid and the droid is able to stop it, right. that's formidable. I if like you that. can stop a lightsaber with this crazy cool staff yeah. electric charge thing, yeah. that's kind of cool. They're, even if they can hold their own for two seconds, yeah. that's pretty impressive to me. And I like, I even like that, hey, they can lose their head and they're still fighting you really right, you yeah. really have to finish the game and i love sounds i think there's ben burt put it comes up with so many great sounds great um, when it's swinging around oh it's good i think so there's good. so much and we know capes in star wars are important and their little half shoulder cape things elegant yeah and i remember fancy yeah i remember when the revenge of the sith trailer or the teaser one of them i, I can't remember which now but uh during the promotional pu- push for sith there was one shot that's them walking up. It's just a quick shot and it's completely out of context and everything. But I remember like going, Ooh, Ooh, what is that? What is that? And you know, I think they don't factor into the story as much as I would have thought based on that clip, but that's not what the point of our list here. The point is, I think you can look past them. I think cause they, they do lose kind of easily, but I think it's just as a character, as a toy, as a design, as, as a design. I that's think, why, that's why I picked Plo. Plo <laughs> Essentially, if you take away the Clone Wars from yeah. Plo, that's, that's what makes him so cool. So maybe one day the Magna Guards will get the complete, uh, you know, uh, justice for them. And there'll be a, a Magna Guard standalone book <laughs> or radio play. But that, until then they're on my list at number five, which means we're up to aces. Number four. At my number four, I have Attack of the Clones character. I keep going Ooh. back to Attack of the Clones because I've talked She's about before okay. how previously on my list of, as far as mm-hmm. fights and as far as other aspects of the you know quotes yeah. and it's not super memorable. Right. But for for me, as far as characters, mm-hmm. I do feel like it is a little bit more memorable as far as the prequels go. Obviously, it introduces us to Jango. Right. We see the Slave One, Dooku, which is incredibly yeah. exciting. Dooku, Sam I Wessel, think it, yeah. yeah, Sam Wessel, like Attack of the Clones brings a lot i really mm-hmm. do feel like they bring a lot and one of the great characters they bring and obviously by saying great uh-huh. i already ha- hear a you're lot br- of eye rolling you're bracing for impact <laughs> bracing for impact because i chose dexter jetster as hey, number four on my list of <laughs> underappreciated characters in the prequels yeah and obviously this is what a lot of people refer to as a negative aspect of Attack mm-hmm. of the Clones because it's yeah. a 1950s diner stereotype. Look, Alex and Steve over at Black Series Rebels are, are rolling uh, in their uh, podcast uh, brains right now. It's one of their, you know, Alex Backus specifically, it's it's one of his probably least favorite Star Wars characters. <laughs> and it's a running joke between us because I, yeah. I do the, like... I mean, the name is kind of goofy, Dexter, right? the diner, flow. The diner. You want a cup of chow, what juice? <laughs> but I think... Over time, we can talk about the whole picture. Over time, I, I, I just, I just absolutely love that George did that. Oh my god! What were some of your other reasons? What puts, uh, um, what, what puts Dexter number four? It's an incredible, like Obi Wan. <laughs> like the whole scene is absolutely amazing. It's bonkers in the but, best way. But you know what it is? Yeah. When you get past the mm. goofiness of his look, yeah. When you get past 1950s diner, and the pants falling down. His actual, yeah, that that too. Yeah. His actual purpose, yeah. is absolutely incredible. Like yeah. break it down as far as a drama series, and you have 
a, a, an espionage mission of, yeah. of a character of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he needs someone on the inside. He needs right. a former gangster. He needs a former, like, black arms dealer. Right. He goes in, in straight up in, in, in the streets, and he yeah. goes and he goes back to his past where he's like, all right, I hanged out with a guy who knows, he yeah. knows the black market. He can yeah. tell me where this weapon comes from because he's trying to figure out what that dart was yeah. that killed Zam mm-hmm. and who that... Um, guy was in the freaking jetpack. Yeah. He doesn't know who it he is. Know what's going on? So he's like, I know someone in the black market scene who can yeah. help me out. Goes to Dexter, and 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 obviously they have their interaction. But Dexter straight up nails it. Yeah, he tells him exactly where that comes from. He says, I know who this is. This is Camino. Yeah, this is what you need to expect from them. They like money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're cloners. Mm-hmm. They're super smart. And this is the type of technology that they have. And what makes Dexter so clutch and so cool is the fact that when he goes back to review what his friend just told him, yeah. the Jedi archives are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he has this oh, moment. Knew. He has this coming of God, coming to God yeah. moment when he goes to Yoda and he says, I trust my friend, yeah. but the Jedi archives are, don't have this. Yeah. And this is where it's supposed to be. This is where Camino is. And he has to trust his gut that Dexter is so smart yeah. and he knows this world so well as far as weapons dealing yeah. that he knows what he's talking about. And it turns out Dexter's right and yeah. he sends Obi-Wan on his mission to find the clone army. All this comes full circle. But if it wasn't for Dexter, it, he wouldn't have had that conclusion. I, I want to I wanna applaud you. That is the <laughs> best. And I'm a fan of Dexter. And I don't, I've never, you know, we've, ta- and we've talked about him. Yeah. Scrimshaw's talked about him too. But it's like you, you're really putting the importance to this character, which is what we love doing here at Forest Center. Peel back some layers. Look at things again for the first time. Is it silly? Yeah. But also, Lucas has put uh, Obi-Wan on a private eye, private investigator, yeah. detective mission right that is 1940s 50s noir anyways so you're gonna go to the 50s diner and your friend is gonna know and i think yeah there's a little selliness there absolutely is it's a diner in star wars but you also accepted a cantina and some blue milk and all that kind of weird stuff before it would make sense that george would do it but it's valuable and i like too we remember george george is making a lot of comments about the jedi order all through the prequels and here you got Dexter going, uh, you'd think the Jedi would know the difference between wisdom and knowledge. And you're right. Obi-Wan, who is a stringent, steadfast Jedi, a poster child for the Order, is like, I, the Order's telling me no, but what you just said, Andres, my friend, and I got this feeling that he's right. That's the first time, one of the first times that Obi-Wan openly questions maybe what the Order's told him, in a yeah. way. Yeah. I think there's some importance. And obviously there. it leads to him figuring out like yeah. the, the famous quote of the child and, you yeah. know, he deleted the archives and yeah. all this kind of stuff that you, we find out eventually leads to, yeah. you know, the ending of Attack of the Clones and Dooku and all this stuff and the clone army. But it starts with Dexter, man. Like Dexter knows his shit. He does. He does. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I think it's a perfect choice. Uh, yep. It's a nice, weird, silly 1950s diner. It's Mel from uh, Alice, uh, you know, uh, Kiss My Grits, all that stuff. I get it. But it's important. And Dexter has a place in my heart. And I'm glad he's got a place on your list, Andres. So uh, we've got number four for me. I'm going to Phantom Menace. We're going with the Gungan. That's going to take you to a couple different places, but I'm going with Captain Tarples. 
All right, this is really in story. Magna Guards is out out of story for me, where it's the design of the character. It's it's this and that. Uh, similar with you with Plo, though a little bit in story. Dexter definitely in story. Captain Tarbles for me just in story. Um, the Gungans, uh, they, they they've been quite frankly pushed away from from the people of Naboo. Uh, they're they're pushed into their own beautiful but isolated Oda Gunga. Uh, They're capable warriors. And here's one of their leaders. And I love the design that's out of story. Um, You know, the Gungan's uh, voice is always, you know, some people love it, some people hate it, some people find it to be uh, offensive, all that kind of stuff. I get it. But I just, I love Captain Tarples with that mustache. Yeah, just like what is going on? He does with this have guy? that? Mu- so does Dexter. Dexter so has that Dexter, mustache. Dexter has a great, great mustache. <laughs> so I just, I've always loved Captain, Pro- and I like Boss Nass too. But I, I think there's, been I, I the- think Tarples is is cooler. Tarples, than Boss. maybe because I don't really care for well, Boss. You know what? Because Tarples never had hold, hold up a peace orb at the end of the movie. <laughs> but he's a great Bruce. warrior. Yeah, he's, he's great. He's yeah. a great warrior. You saw, what does he say? You saw the booba. You saw the booba, Jar Jar. Misa don't have a booba. <laughs> I can quote that whole movie. <laughs> yeah, you quote it perfectly. Yeah. Um, he's a great warrior. And, and, and <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. But that's I, what, that's a great scene. Because the moment you go into it, I start quoting it too. Uh, and that's why, that's why I do, I do love uh, the character so much. Um, I also think he's, he's kind of vicious because uh, he has no problem. Electro prodding Jar Jar. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. Drink his friend his, his troops are doing that. Uh, I think, and the Gungans have value as fighters. Padme realizes that. Not mm. just that they're good at it, but they have a, uh, they're, they're passionately, ready to passionately defend their lands. Mm-hmm. And that's what Jar Jar tells her. You know, the whole famous, you know, you see people going to die speech. Is, it's part of that. It's Padme going, my people have, have overlooked and, and, and quite frankly, we've segregated our planet and we've got this valuable resources of warriors. And to me, that is embodied by Captain Tarples. He's this warrior. He's a captain. He has rank, and he's the one. Jar Jar, you know, stumbles his way th- to through to to victory a little bit, but he's the one kind of like leading that, yeah. and that is the distraction that was needed. Yep, we got Anakin being wizard and takes out the droids, and the Gungans got overwhelmed, but they were willing to fight and die, and and, and it all is embodied to me by Captain Tarples. Hundred percent, man. I mean, he's he's like you said, he's the Gungan with grace. He's the Gungan who has yeah. like actual like battle experience. He's a veteran yeah. warrior. You know, yeah. in, in a world of Jar Jars, <laughs> right? We see someone who represents the Gungans in a very you know pristine sort of way. Yeah, because he like I like I do like Boss Nass. I think, he, but I think yeah. he is over the top. Brian Blessed's you know crazy in his own way and. And you're right. What you just said made me think of that is you got, you got Jar Jar and Jar Jar's Jar Jar, but boss Nass is, you got Captain Tarples like, Hey, I know the boss is a little slobbery, a little crazy, but I'll get it done for you. Hashtag not all Gungans. Not all Gungans. <laughs> not all not of all us Gungans. are Jar Jar, man. Hey, Jar-Jar. some of us got experience. We know what we're, we're cool doing. in the battle. Yeah. And I think, we're uh, smart. you know, he, the Captain Tarples doesn't go on in the Star Wars story prominently. Uh, I do believe he has some Clone Wars appearances. If uh, someone correct me out there if I'm wrong, and you will, I'm sure. But uh, I could have, you know, he could have been valuable in the fight. Uh, even in Attack of the Clones, yeah, if they incorporated them to that degree, and no, maybe maybe George would have if Jar Jar had been received better. I don't know what it was. That's why number four on my list is Captain Tarples, which means we're up to your number three. My number three. Speaking of Phantom Menace, uh, mm-hmm. I chose a character from the Phantom Menace, and it's one of those characters that 
if you really break down the movie after you watch the movie once again, you realize that the actions of this man mm. probably single-handedly besides, you know, Obi-Wan mm-hmm. kind of saved the day. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, my boy, Captain Panaka. Oh, yeah. Captain Panaka. If you really break down the Phantom Menace mm-hmm. and take it out of its Star Wars element, yeah. you have this uh, foreign power mm-hmm. kind of pushing the regime, yeah. invading this nation. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that stands against this foreign authority of an army, an absolute huge army, mm-hmm. is the security team yeah. for the queen. It, it's almost like a movie. It's almost yeah. like seal team six versus like this <laughs> foreign invader. Yeah. And, and here comes this, this captain. It starts with Amadala, obviously. Yeah. 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 No, absolutely. But it's this leader. It's the head of security essentially. Yeah. Of, 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 of the queen mm-hmm. telling, going up against an entire foreign invader yeah. saying to themselves, you know what? We're outnumbered. We're outgunned and we're not going to wait for backup. Yeah. We're going to go in head first you do and, it. and we're going to take down this foreign threat yeah. and we're going to make, like she says, a new treaty. Yeah. But if it wasn't for Panaka's gall, yeah. if it wasn't for his, you know, balls mm-hmm. to, to take this head on and saying me and my 20 security guards and two yeah. Jedi are going to overthrow <laughs> this foreign invasion. Yeah. That to me is one of the most incredible things in the Phantom Menace. I love it. I, I do think he's underappreciated and I think a little bit more, Spotlight starting to come on him because yeah. he he appeared in uh, Claudia Gray's Leia, Princess of Alderaan, and we learned a little bit about what become of became of him, including going over to the the Empire, and then that transition is made. Uh, we haven't really reviewed it yet here in Force Center. We will, but the the, the Queen Shadow pa- Padme book, and I know you haven't read it yet, but he's he's obviously in there, and it's about Padme's transition from you know Queen Amidala to Senator Padme. So his wife is in it, but also. You start to see the seeds of what turned, not turns him, because he was loyal to Palpatine. Palpatine gave him a kind of a cushy imperial governor job, but he's got, he, there is, there is ramifications because of what he learned in the Phantom Menace or the events of Phantom Menace. He is now like, uh, I want a little bit more of uh, power to defend ourselves. And he is for a little, some weaponry. It's, it's an ion weapon. And uh, the pacifist people of Naboo are kind of against it. But here he is going, hey, me and my security volunteers, we had to defend this place. We want more going forward. And it's and it's weird and it's interesting. And I love that kind of stuff. And it does go back to what he learned. And it's it's what I love Star Wars New Canon does. It takes what was on screen in 1999 and goes, how do we build on some of the ideas? It's a pacifist uh, culture. There's a pacifist city and, and leadership and everything. But they have to fight. And it is volunteers this is a security volunteer team. And I think that's why Panaka deserves a lot of credit. And if you think about the third act of the Phantom Menace, who, what is the third act? Mm-hmm. It's the, the, the security team going up against battle droids and yeah. droidicas and this massive yeah. invasion that's going down. Like it really is. Obviously yeah. the Gungans have their role. They're doing their captain Tarples is leading the distraction, yeah, but up in the yeah. palace it's, 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 it's yeah. Panaka leading his team and defending the queen and, yeah. and pulling a trick on, uh, on Gunray. Yeah. I think, uh, Korsh Panaka, Hugh Korsh, he plays him and he's going to be at the store celebration for the uh, Phantom Menace panel. Um, and obviously he's got great line. I mean, yeah. <laughs> we can't take a queen to tattoo. The hut's against us. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's great, great line. 
He's great. Well, the one he says to uh, Gung Gungray at the end, uh, what I forget now. That they, they, they so much for your trade fitter, whatever it is. Every, you you guys out there are screaming the line at me right now. Um, um, I love that, and I love. Yeah. Uh, uh, she's curious about the planet. <laughs> she wants her handmaiden to go along with you. I just love how his Qui-Gon's like, what? What? And he's like, she's curious, curious. about the planet. <laughs> that makes no sense to Qui-Gon. <laughs> no sense, but it's great. Uh, pa- Panaka, great figure. I actually do love the design of Panaka's outfits, the color scheme, the red, the blue. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously in Attack of the Clones, we get uh, Typho. Captain, Captain Typho. Typho. And uh, yeah, what is the, what the, the behind the scenes urban legend now is I think uh, Hugh Corsi just didn't want to go on with it. And he usually sure. trained and, and, theater and feel, actor, Shakespearean actor. And, yeah, yeah. And, and I feel like when, it, when it, he gets a little bit overshadowed because mm-hmm. of Anakin. Yeah. Anakin is essentially like security for the queen. Right, if right. If you think about it. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, for, for, for Padme, I'm sorry. Pad, for, yeah, ty- you're about ty- yeah, Typho doesn't get uh, by Revenge of the Sith. Versus Panaka kind yeah. of pulling that role yeah. for Anakin in Phantom Menace. Yeah. If you think about it, he is yeah, yeah, yeah. the one guy, if like, yeah. if you had the personal bodyguard and if you've watched Netflix's bodyguard, for example, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you see the importance of a head of security yeah. and being right next to the, you know, whoever it is you're protecting, yeah. being an actual bodyguard is actually, has a lot of responsibility, has yep. a lot of threat to it. Personal protection. Personal protection. Big thing. Training. Like, it's a big deal, man. Panaka's a beast. Yeah, and he's the one training the handmaidens, too. Yeah. The, 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 like the he's, Queen Shadow. For, he's a skilled dude. Uh, for those who haven't read it yet, Queen Shadow uh, dives into a lot. But uh, so I think that's a great choice for your number three, which means we're up to my number three. Uh, I'm going back to the Phantom Menace as well. 20 years out, I'm saying an underappreciated prequel character is... Saboba, I become Pudu. Yes, Lewis McLeod voices Saboba. I think, I think the whole pod race sequence is, I think, has its place and people enjoy it. A lot of the pod racers are wonderfully silly. We love Ben Quadraneros. We love the tragedy of Rats Tyrell, uh, Team Toe, Plagueis, uh, Gascano. Yes. The pod racers, it's, it's it's some people love it, some people don't. I think it's it's a key part of the movie in showing what Anakin is and what he's capable of. But I think Anakin needs this villain, and it is a drag race straight out of you know Greece. John Travolta versus uh, uh, Jeff Conway. Well, not Jeff Conway, the other guy um, uh, was this Uh I I think um, I think you needed Savoba for this great little subplot. The voice, the look, the design, the cackle, it's over the top. There are a lot of over the top things in the prequels, but they work. And I just, I absolutely love watching Sebulba in scenes. Yeah. He chews up the scenery. Yeah, his, and that's his, what his, I want. His, his little chuckle. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. And absolutely great. I think he's got the best pod racer. I like Anakin's sleek little tiny design it's, there. It's the coolest. Yeah. It's it's an it's a basically a muscle car. Yes. That's what they were going for. Absolutely. And it's Lucas going to his youth. Yeah. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah that's is. absolutely it's, right. It's it's yeah. him in Modesto. He it's loves drag, that racing. drag racing, yeah. American yeah, graffiti. Yeah. And the sounds. and the engine <laughs> it's, oh. it's the best. And I just think Oscar winning sound right there. Yeah. It is it's it incredible. Is, it is over the top. And I like Palpatine and, and Sith is over the top and it needs to be. It's unchecked power yeah. on that side uh unlimited powers the joke is and i think in phantom menace it's a ball but like he is 100%. he is uh in a movie that had um you know the villain is an example uh, or the villain isn't present it's it's the, the phantom menace is a villain so he's not out there and maul is maul Sebulba serves a big role 100 percent. and you yeah. know what it is too we see the drag i mean not the drag race the pod yeah. race i'm okay. sorry and and we see so many 
pod racers left and right yeah. explode, die. And Sebulba lives through it all. Yeah. <laughs> At the end of the day, he lived. Pudo. Yeah. I mean, he gets that great line. And, yeah. and it's one of those things where you're like, man, this guy, this guy's still, we, I mean, he's still a good racer if he yeah. survived <laughs> after yeah. all that. We, uh, we just here on uh, our Finish the Fan Fiction, which is our Patreon only show where me, Joseph and Jennifer, you know, improv a silly, often crazy Star Wars story. Uh, we had Sebulba show up and Ben Quadraneros in a story. And it was really legitimately fun to tell because the idea of Sebulba's career not going the way he wanted to and that there was an actual pod racing circuit. He's kind of a celebrity in that world. A lot of fascinating things yeah. to me. And plus, um, I really want to know what Quinlan Voss was doing hanging out with them there, you know. Absolutely. Uh, in I canon. Mean, I want he's got great story. moments, obviously. Yeah. His intimidation with Jar Jar. Yeah. The fact that he's tiny. He's like two Ooh. foot tall. And he's still trying to kick Charger's well, ass. Yeah, and, and you know, and, it, <laughs> and it, you know what's one of my favorites? Mm. It's when he flirts with the 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 Twi'leks. The, the Twi'leks. <laughs> I, I brought up a picture for you, Ken. Just That's so you, great. Thank you. Uh, uh, yes. For reference, because yeah, I was like, I, I got to find those two. Yeah. And those two are just like just giving him a back, back massage, yeah. massaging his feet. Giving him a pedicure before the match. And he's like touching their face yeah. and like flirting with them. I love it. It's I, great. So I think uh, there's probably a lot of Sebulba fans out there, but I want there to be more because I think he served a great purpose in uh, Phantom Menace. 100%. And I, I really do feel, obviously, I told you beforehand, um, mm. the fact that he's just got one of the best racers in the game, too. The, yeah. the N64 pod racing game. Yep. yep. He's I will the always one. have those memories of, of, yep. of me choosing Anakin and my brother choosing Sebulba. I had the, the, the pod racer. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother and I were obviously huge Phantom Menace fans. So yep. I had the Anakin pod racer, yeah. the, the life-size toy. toy. And then my brother had the Sebulba one, which I still think is so cool. Ooh, I, I still want that. Oh, it's incredible. <laughs> I would love. They're still selling. Obviously they're still selling. The, from the old, uh, is there? Mm-hmm. I don't think there the is. From Phantom Menace ones, yeah. But I, I, I want to see now, I want to see a Hasbro uh, Black Series figure. Ooh. Ooh. I would look because I'm right over your shoulder. I'm looking yeah. at the Infus Nest uh, uh, cycle there. Oh the speeder. yeah, that's incredible. Uh, I, I love Infus Nest too. By I, the way. Okay, let me. I could talk for hours about Infus Nest. I think she's a great character. Um, oh, I and the, and the I have yeah the race speeder. I have the race speeder one. The, the, the six inch black series. Uh, figures and 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 props. I want a Sebulba one now that I'm thinking about it. So, I don't know why there so isn't good. one. Sebulba. I would display that. So cool. my front window. Yeah. Still, Infus Nest, man, that's cool. Yeah, Infus Nest indeed. So that is my number three. We're getting up to uh, the top of the list, which means we've got some heavy hitters uh, with your number two here. All right, like you said, man. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. 
United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Now, heavy hitters. Now we're getting into characters that people are going to roll their eyes when I say underappreciate. Yeah, underappreciate. But this is where <laughs> we're going to have this discussion. Yeah, uh, my number two is a character that I recently put out a tweet mm-hmm. uh, as far as saying, "What's your unpopular Star Wars opinion? Mm-hmm. Put it here." Oh, and yeah. I said, "This is one of the greatest characters in Star Wars, not even the prequels, but in right. Star Wars." And that's Padme. Padme yeah. Amidala is an absolutely underappreciated, mm-hmm. amazing character. Mm-hmm. We see her right away in The Phantom Menace when she comes up on that screen um, with uh, Newt Gunray yeah. having that conversation where she holds her own and mm-hmm. where she's so incredibly smart. Mm-hmm. And she's supposed to be, I believe, a 14-year-old girl. 14 in story, yeah. And, and absolutely telling them off, saying, mm-hmm. what is this that you're doing? What is going on? This is my planet, my domain. You know, if I found mm-hmm. out you're behind this, you're going to have huge repercussions, like mm-hmm. straight up holding her own. She has that incredible moment. And I obviously, in retrospect, mm-hmm. we see, you know, the Palpatine influence, but the incredible moment in the the council, not mm-hmm. the council, the hearing. Chambers, yeah. Um, where she gives that incredible speech as far as saying, you know, I will not watch my people suffer Suffer. and die Mm. as you debate, you know, Mm. whether to investigate this or not. And and if you rewatch The Phantom Menace, you see how the whole thing is, uh, Valorum Mm. is is saying, hey, Amidala, Mm -hmm. well, let's set up an investigation. Right. We'll do this the old-fashioned way. 
we'll have procedures, we'll do an investigation. What do you think to that? And she responds and she says, no, yeah. I'm not waiting for you to debate this. Right. My people are dying. I'm here to ask for help. Mm-hmm. Help me or don't help me. Right. And eventually they give her that response. We see Palpatine kind of use that to gain power. But one of the greatest moments she pulls mm-hmm. is her going against Palpatine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. saying, you know what? Mm-hmm. Panaka and I, we're going to head over to freaking Naboo. Yeah. We're going to go undercover. We're taking these two Jedi with us. And we're going to overthrow this foreign invasion. And yeah. I'm doing it on my own. I, I don't yeah. care what it takes, even if it takes my life. Yeah. That's the introduction to Padme. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we see her again in Attack of the Clones. And yeah. we see a little bit of, of, of the dialogue not being up to par changes, with what yeah. we see in Phantom Menace. Absolutely. Um, which I feel like is way better dialogue-wise. Yeah, well, Phantom Menace. And, yeah, yeah, and yeah. the Attack of the Clones, obviously, is much more lovey-dovey, yep, yep. much more puppy love kind of mm-hmm. dialogue. But in Revenge of the Sith, mm-hmm. we see, uh, obviously, in, in Attack of the Clones, she holds her own, and she goes right. on this big action scene. Aggressive negotiations. Aggressive yeah. nego- negotiations. All that stuff is great. But in, in Revenge of the Sith, I really do feel like she comes back full circle, mm. where she's the one thing standing between imperialism. Mm-hmm. She's the one thing pulling for democracy. Right. And she even has that great line to Anakin where she says, do you feel like we're on the wrong side? Right. And, you know, obviously- my, one of my top five quotes, I believe it was my top two mm-hmm. quotes mm-hmm. of prequel quotes. You know, this is how liberty dies with right. thunderous applause. That was my number two quote when we did the prequel quotes rank. This is Padme it, it encapsulated. This is right. her full circle. This is her as a character. She is the kind of character that wants democracy, wants freedom, wants peace, mm-hmm. wants to stop the bloodshed, believes in the Jedi, stands against Palpatine, mm-hmm. fights for... Anakin's good side and eventually it's her downfall. But, yeah. but this is one of the most incredible character when it comes to her grace, to her mm-hmm. power and to her goodness. As far as when we talk about politics in star Wars, because yeah. there is a lot of politics in star Wars that George Lucas puts into it. Absolutely. It's Padme. Padme is that politician who wants to help the mm-hmm. right people, who wants to help people. Yes. That's it. That's her goal. This is I, I I love listening to what you're saying here because um, a lot of it not only on the same page and look so here's where I'll start this conversation number one uh, in my uh, new book coming out why we love Star Wars one of my favorite uh, high rank moments I'll, I'll 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 leak that out now is the moment she turns against uh, goes against Palpatine because uh, it sets her up it does two things it establishes her character what you're saying um, Palpatine is is in control. He's, he adapts on the fly, so even things that he doesn't necessarily foresee that happen, he can he can change it up. It is for a split second, for a split second, the look on his face is, oh, she's not doing what I planned. Because he says, one of the first things he says about her is, you will have no problems controlling her, because he doesn't think highly of her. She's a little girl. She's He, he tells Newt Gungray, Newt Gungray plain, plain as day, you will have no trouble controlling her. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And in this moment, the look on McDermott's face, it, he plays the, oh, I didn't factor this in. Now, I think initially he, then, or immediately he flips it to his advantage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go go to the planet. I, I, I totally think that. But it establishes that. And then what it does to me, to me, and this is maybe to me, uh, see if you agree. In that moment and from that moment on, Padme becomes one of Palpatine's chief problems and rivals because 
He wants Anakin. And what is now between him and Anakin? Padme. So he plays Anakin's connections and love and all those kind of things, but she's always there. In a way, Palpatine has to defeat Padme to me. Because if he can take her out of the equation and her control over Anakin and, and play it back on Anakin where, where you don't want to lose her, Anakin, and that is, leads to his problems, among other things, um, I really think that goes back to that scene where it really establishes Padme versus Palpatine all the way through in a lot of ways. Um, and you, sir, have to read Queen's Shadow. I have to. I order, I'm, I'm I order so you to read it. I'm, I'm incredibly excited to um, read that. And, and, and yeah. I want to go back to Attack of the Clones because I kind of brushed over it and I... And I I don't know. I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm no, demeaning it because an attack of the clones, man, mm-hmm. the entire premise of attack of the clones mm-hmm. is the fact that this is a Senator that is creating so many waves mm-hmm. that people they want, her, want dead. her dead. dead. Like Zam tries so yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> and we were yeah. talking about Zam before we went on recording, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I, it's just that she tries and fails, but she tries so hard to kill her. And I the, hit her with the poison. <laughs> And I, I love them. But uh, yeah. that's how important she is as a character. The fact that Padme, mm. you know, obviously her tenure ended as queen. Yeah. But now as a senator, she is making so many waves that she yeah. that this is someone who is doing things the right way. Yeah. Is using the system to to create some as much good as she can. Like you said, I, I love that you said that because you're right. She is kind of the the anti-Palpatine. Yeah. Almost like the opposite spectrum of a Palpatine where Palpatine is using the system to corrupt people's minds, mm-hmm. to make them more fearful, to make yeah. them want more security. And Padme is using the system to beg people mm. to to use their logic and use right. their hearts and not want so much war and, and, and yeah. soldiers and violence. And, and yeah. it's the two ends of the spear as far as what we get from liberty mm. and justice to totalitarianism. Yeah. It, it really is those two political spectrums. And that's what George Lucas wanted. He wanted to create this, this metaphor for politics yeah. and how we can use a democratic system right now in America. Mm. And that system can be corrupted to create right. a monster, right. which is obviously the emperor in Palpatine. Right. Uh, and look, Padme is that and, thing that's pulling the the, yeah. the the republic against that. She's right. the one who's trying to hold this republic together. She senses it. She sees it. Yeah. Um, and as far as the idea, so saying she's underappreciated, it's in this year and going into last year, there has been... Uh, I will say a shift toward more focus on Padme because we got the the excellent Age of Republic comic coming out. We got we got the book. Um, we got even in Thrawn Alliances, she's there, and there's great stuff in there. Yeah, as someone who's on the Battlefront Reddit's and Battlefront yeah. YouTube channels, people are begging for her to be oh, in Battlefront. I, lo- too. I would love that. People are people love Padme. You're right. It really is coming around. So it's coming right. around. So so, it's coming so, around. so that's why if anyone's out there like pushing back, I yeah. don't think she, no. But but we're talking now going back twenty years. Where there's obviously there's obviously a generation of young fans, uh, both boys and girls, but obviously clearly there's going to be a strong connection with, with young female fans that that going back to '99 are like, no, no, I love Padme. I I always said she was underrated slash underappreciated because in the valuable conversation of 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 female characters, and I'll, I'll use that generic term, strong female character, which it is is a passe term, but uh, uh, when that conversation really started coming up. 
You have Leia. You have you know Jin shows up all the stuff. I I Ray. felt enough Ray. I I felt enough people weren't bringing her into the conversation because again, Attack of the Clones for a lot of people, yeah, she becomes maybe more the love interest. You, you've got uh, her midriff shows because the next next who rips the, her outfit off, and I understand that doesn't play well. You know, um, <laughs> which was a good thing for ten year old ten year old Andres. Understood. Um, I was like, Padme is the one. That's <laughs> <laughs> part of. Hey, look at Leia going back to my generation. Um, and then Revenge of Sith. You know, her death we could probably do an entire show on, right? Sure. Um, and look, there are things behind the scenes we heard uh, that we don't. You know, I don't think we need to factor into the conversation. But there's a reason this character I think slowly faded aside. But I go back to Phantom Menace and go, a 14 year old girl led her people and was willing to die on the front lines for him. Because another thing that's because it's Phantom Menace, because it's de- designed for children and Jar Jar and George wasn't gonna directly put it down our throats or in our faces. The occupation of Naboo wasn't just a friendly little. We're here. If you start to read now, uh, uh, there was problems, and she says it, though. You just said it. I, I will not watch my people suffer and die. Things were happening there. So it is serious, and I thought that the character it was overlooked for years in that regard. Just on that speech alone. Like you right. said, if you even if you just see Star Wars The Phantom Menace, and that's a standalone movie mm-hmm. like Rogue One, She's one of the best Star Wars female That's characters. an excellent point. Like, like you said about Jin mm-hmm. in, in, in Rogue One, right. if, if it was just Phantom Menace, Padme is already a yeah. legend just for that speech alone and her right. actions in the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Like w- her voice in that scene yeah. is so powerful. Like it's, literally like shaking yes. and, and, and creating like this sense of urgency through yeah. her voice and through her and through her speech and, and her plead. I think it's great. She's back in the limelight. I think uh, 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 Joseph and I are going to do a review of Queen Shadow very soon, but I'll be saying this on there. And I even kind of said on Jedi Council, but I'll, I'll say it here right now. The book of Queen's Shadow, you talk about Star Wars inspires creative people to be writers and directors and actors. It ins- inspires uh People to you know, even my my friend went it went into law enforcement because Luke Skywalker was a hero that did things right and that's what he believed in. Um, uh, you could talk about I know scientists, NASA, rocket scientists, uh, um, working on that side. I think were like Star Wars inspired me. I really believe Queen's Shadow will be one of the first books that people will say I oh, I got into politics because of Star Wars. Mm. That book and that character Padme 100. are the reason why. Hundred percent, and that's what George wanted, man. Yeah, it really is. Like if you go back to what he wanted, mm-hmm. that's that's what he wanted. So that's why it's a powerful number two, which means I got to follow that up. I got to follow that up. I don't know if I'm capable of following it up because that's a great choice, um, but I'm going to do it anyways. Uh, it's, it's it's a little bit less impact, but it's an underrated character talking about Jedi. We get a lot of Jedi in the prequels. That's what George was. One of the many things George was presenting to us, uh, and I love this Jedi and. He's got a weird look. He's got a weird uh, little goatee. He looks like Errol Flynn with a penis head. That's right. <laughs> Kiati Mundi. We had a deep conversation about Padme. Now I'm making penis head jokes, but I'm standing by it because Kiati Mundi is number two on my list because he is a venerable Jedi that was trusted. His decisions, sometimes right, sometimes wrong. i um, thinking, too, in the Clone Wars with Ahsoka and everything, but we're not talking about that here. Um, he makes some some incorrect decisions, but he is a valued member, uh, a great fighter, and his death in Order sixty six is the to me the crushing heart of the sequence. 
Uh, his charging into battle on my Gito and the stop, and I love the way it's shot, and the feet of the clones oh, so slide good. to stop. The snow falling on there. Snow falling down. And when he turns around and there's that split, split, split second that he realizes what is happening. Now, does he know that there's chips and everything in this? No. But he realizes he's dead because of the men he was leading in the battle. It's painful and tough and emotional, and it is the core of that sequence to why I think that sequence really works. Going back to the Plo Koon moment, too, but this is the first big one. And I just love the character, and you can write him off sometimes based maybe on how his look is. I just think he's very valuable in story, and I think underappreciated in that regard. 100%. I love this guy. I mean, I was going to put him on my list, full disclosure, yeah. as well. Um, and then I find out he was on your list. Mm-hmm. He's one of those characters that I remember as a kid having this fascination with the Jedi Council, as I said before, with Plo. And right. I cater towards Plo, but another one I cater towards was Key. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, his look is incredible. Mm-hmm. But also, like you said, he's he's so powerful. He's one of the most powerful Jedi that we know of. Yeah. I mean, we, we see- skills, man. We see Yoda, Mace, Obi-Wans, mm-hmm. and those are like kind of the top ones we know of, and Anakin, right. obviously. But Key is up there, man. He's one yeah. of those guys that you know he can throw down throw yeah. down and we see that in revenge of the sith yeah. and i think he's got one line in the prequels which is one of my favorite lines which is he's a political idealist <laughs> not a murderer he's well he's also got the famous um, made one made famous by star wars minute which is the uh what about the droid attack on the wookies oh uh, that's he's got right. that one for sure. <laughs> silas carson plays him silas uh, carson is also new gun gray new gun ray is also the pilot in the opening sequence of phantom menace that explodes uh gets killed that's great um i still like mine better but you're he's no, a political idealist, idealist not a murderer which shows um, shows the hubris of the Jedi exactly. coming back to get him. <laughs> Which shows how wrong he is. He shows up, but again, he <laughs> makes some wrong decisions. Yes. I just think... You uh, can tell he was like, bro, man, Duca was my homie, bro. Yeah, I, I think he we and Duca... We used to hang out back in high school. I think they went to Dexter's <laughs> diner. I think they were there. We would like hang out with different girls. Like they yeah. were like... They were homies. He's yeah. like, bro, that's my that's my boy. Don't talk don't talk <laughs> shit about my boy. <laughs> Just because he left the order. Yeah, but um, I love I love Candy <laughs> Monday, so that's why that's why he's yeah. And you're right. Him. His lo- his goatee goes all the way down. He has a very yeah. uh, traditional Chinese yes. yeah, yeah, martial yeah, artist kind of bit. legend of of uh, yeah, of, yeah. Marsh, of kung fu kung kind fu of look. type of yeah uh, yeah. He's got that look that you see from uh, it, from these kung fu. Yeah, movies. and I like it. it, it his look also changed. His head shape, everything kind of changes subtly over the movies. Like he goes through a weird design change. Yeah. So, but he's number he's one. He's got uh, the the tumor on his head. Yeah, he's got. It's my, not a tumor. Um, yeah, kid num- is great. Number two on my list. So now we're gonna go to my number one. So we can close with uh, sure. Your number one and my number one of uh, the most underappreciated characters in the prequels is Shmi Skywalker. That's right. Uh, I think uh, Pernella August brings something uh, real honest and raw to the prequels. Uh, I think she, you know, she's working with Jake Lloyd, and, and Jake is this young seven-year-old kid trying to make this work. And there might have been some missteps, but I think, I think George found uh, the glow coming out of that kid's eyes to prove his point. And, and Pernella August is there to kind of to, to make it work. And then as the character... Shmi, the mothers of Star Wars. We talk a lot about it here in Force Center, particularly with, with Jennifer. Say, yeah, the mothers of Star. The mothers are there. The mothers are there, but you know they don't get that focus. We got the father son and daughter relationship. Vader, that's obviously big and and plays very well to the you know to the story. But I think there's some great value uh, value in Shmi. And you talk about the redemption of of Anakin Skywalker. I think it ties back to what she did and how she raised him. In this dire situation, they're slaves. 
Yeah, they're 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 property traded from Gardula the Hut to to Watu and even to Klieg and Klieg Freezer and she married. But going to Phantom Menace, she still gives this kid the best life possible and and puts in him this feeling of helping others, this feeling of love, and it all goes away. And he's a conflicted kid early on, and he and all the things happen. But I. I don't know if I'm I'm making the giant leap, but I think that moment in Return of the Jedi where he is looking at his son, he's looking at the Emperor, I think you can find strains of what his mother taught him as a boy. Because I've seen that situation where, you know, a kid a kid goes off the rails, but they come back and, and at the end of the day, they're like, I feel so sorry for my what I put my parents through, but they loved me and they raised me and that and they stilled that in me and it never left me. Uh, so that's there. And then the final thing uh, about it is that moment of, of giving Anakin away is a is a hero moment for me. She felt she was doing what she had to do, what was meant to happen. He's meant to help you. Um, it's heartbreaking. But what we talk about strength in Star Wars, all these characters, what strength it took for a mother to say, yes, stranger. I feel this is supposed to happen. Take my boy to become a Jedi. I think it's a it's one of the more powerful moments for me in Star Wars. So Shmi Skywalker, my number one underappreciated prequel character. For that reason, I was going to put her on my list. I, I agree. That moment of giving Anakin away to essentially a stranger, mm-hmm. uh, to someone she doesn't know, and, and, and just her willingness to sacrifice her son in that sense mm-hmm. is, ah, it's incredible. It's absolutely yeah. incredible. 100% she's one of the best prequel characters simply because of that. Yeah. On top of that, it's her her kindness, yeah. her, her her willingness to be open to strangers. I, I love this scene. And, and every time I rewatch The Phantom Menace, I kind of do my own commentary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's the scene where Anakin just walks in. It's like, hey, mom, I found friends. <laughs> or like, I found someone. Yes. I think I forget his exact yeah. line, but he's like, yeah. look, I got friends. And it's like, if I, if that was my mom or if that was me, I'd be like, who the fuck are these people? <laughs> Get them out of my house, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want some random Gungan coming Gungan in here and just like stomping around. But the fact that she's like, oh, hello. Okay, yeah. here, sit down, have some bread, have some food. Yeah. And like, she's so open and welcoming yeah. like that within itself yeah. just makes her an incredible character. Yeah. <laughs> the fact that she's willing to open her doors to strangers. And I, I know uh, friends who had parents like that. And, and I love, I love you know, Anakin's yeah. one is like, Hey mom, you always say the biggest problem in the galaxy is no one wants to help That's each true. other. Yeah. So it's part of her beliefs. Uh, and again, it's all buried deep inside. I know in 1983, George uh, didn't have Shmi as a fully formed character in his mind. I'm sure he had some kind of part of the story there, but I, I like that. He, I think he paid, uh, enough respects to the character, you know, the the force birth and all that kind of stuff. People might get hung up on that or focus on that. That's kind of the headline. But I think beneath it all, uh, I think Pernilla August did a great job with this character, and I, I always love paying my respects to Shmi Skywalker. She, she's French, right? I, I think she's uh, Italian. No, I will I'm look sorry. that up because I want to get it it's right. It's not important. <laughs> no, no. I, well, you mentioned it, so let's talk about it because uh, I think uh, she is. People out there, I love that we. Uh, uh, people are yelling at their radios right now. She's from Sweden, Swedish. Stockholm, Sweden. Even better. Yeah, Swedish. That's awesome. Um, Good for her. Yeah. So there's a lot of great. Um, as someone who watches a lot of film, mm-hmm. there's a lot of great Swedish actors and Swedish. Uh, well, she is definitely yeah. one of them. There. She uh, is. She's great. 
Great buddy work, but uh, I love her in uh, Phantom Menace. That's why she's my number one, which means we have reached your number one. Now, this is one where I will probably get the most uproar. Ooh, I love uproar. (laughs) Underappreciated. This guy's like one of the main characters, and he is, and he's incredible. I just feel like he's probably one of the best characters, Mm -hmm. and I feel like Mm -hmm. he needs even more attention. Yeah. And I guess I'm doubling down on the whole... Like, come on, guys. Like, mm-hmm. we need more flags for this character. And I'm yeah. saying it right now. Give me those Mace Windu flags. Because <laughs> Mace Windu, besides Love Obi-Wan it. Kenobi, yeah. is the best Star Wars prequel character by far. Because I, I, I do feel like Obi-Wan is the, is the best, yeah, yeah, the coolest. Yeah. He does the most. Yeah. Has the biggest arc, maybe besides Anakin. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like he does more than Anakin. Mm-hmm. But Mace, my God, Mace, Mace Windu, Windu man. not only is he the lead him and, and Yoda, the lead of the Jedi yeah. Order, not only is he seeing things before they happen, not only is he the most skeptical one about yeah, Anakin, and he's, can't stand yep, Anakin. Yep. Even as a seven-year-old cute boy, he's like, <laughs> <Nope>. this boy <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I nope. will not train him. Neither will you. Um, he's the guy who really holds it all together. Yeah. And not just that, but what I love about Mace is mm. that he is, if Yoda's the brain, Mace is the muscle. Like Mace is the one guy who can like, Mm -hmm. he can take down armies, like a single handedly take down armies. I mean, obviously the famous line in Attack of the Clones is Anakin Mm -hmm. saying, you know, as wise as Master Yoda and as powerful as Master Windu, implying that Master Windu might even be more powerful than Yoda Mm -hmm. in in the sense of battle. Like this guy is is a tank Mm -hmm. on top of tanks. Like that to me is so fascinating, but his character arc between Phantom Menace to attack the clones where he leads the Jedi Mm -hmm. to rescue Obi-Wan and Anakin and Mm -hmm. Padme and, and take down Dooku Mm -hmm. and and, and on Geonosis. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. A friend. And and that famous scene. Mm -hmm. And if you rewatch it, Mm -hmm. being a Mace Windu fan as I am, it still gives me chills. The shot of, of his feet walking up in that hallway, slowly walking up to, to count Dooku and slowly walking up to, to Django and all these people telling him, you know, this party's the party's over. over. Yeah. <laughs> this is this not not this time, man. Like I'm about to throw down. I'm about yeah. to show you what Mace Windu does and he does. Yeah. He takes down Django Fett, which obviously is heartbreaking for me cuz I still love Django. Still love, okay, yeah, yeah. But too. what makes him the best character is Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. Revenge of the Sith, he's the guy mm-hmm. who I sense a plot to destroy the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> we can, yeah. He's the guy who says it. He's the guy yeah. who says, I'm going to go. I, uh, Anakin, stay here. If yeah. you stay here, you'll earn my trust. Yeah. I'll go take down the Sith Lord. I love when he says, a Sith Lord. Um, <laughs> it's incredible when he says that. Um, yeah. And he faces off against Palpatine. Yeah. Beats Palpatine. Right, right. No qualms about it. Mm-hmm. Beats him head on. Mm-hmm. And, and is the one guy who really wanted to hold the Jedi order together more than anyone else. Yeah. yeah. That is Mace Windu. Big applause for you. Uh, yes, this is the spirit of the list. And you're wearing the purple shirt, man. I'm wearing In the honor purple shirt recorded. Yeah. Here's the thing. And why I think he, he belongs on the list is Sam Jackson is popular. People love Sam Jackson. People love the story of him saying, I want a purple lightsaber. People. I don't, I don't hear it talked about as much now, but he basically was like, I want to be in star Wars. And George Lucas was like, okay, I want a purple lightsaber. Okay. He campaigned. He was a fan, man. He was a fan. Not just yeah. that, but the fact that he still wants to be in Star Wars. He Did you see that video of him? Was that I Star was, Wars celebration? I think, yes. And I when he's s- like, hey, guys, 
Mason, yeah, you never know. And you never know. And put and put him in. Find a way. I want to be back. I like he care. said, he wants to be back. He wants to be back. He loves it. And and look, some of his, you know, um, he was, uh, you know, he plays Mace very with uh, reserved and, and stiff at times. Quiet, almost Quiet. like a samurai. I, I think even yeah. he said it. Like I'm playing it off. Right. I'm playing it like a samurai. That's part of how he battles and fights. Yeah. But that's also how he feels like Mace is. Mace is a yeah. very quiet, stoic So I, I love the choice that he made and it could at, at times, because some it's of it- different It's different than what we see from Sam Jackson. It is. And it, and it's, and it's at times might come off as stilted. I, I can understand that criticism, but I, I think he chose to play it that way. And then along the way, just so that's out of story, but that's the reason I think he's on the list. As I think what, all the stuff you just said, I don't want to remix it and reiterate it, but it's like in story, he's so valuable uh, and he's so right. I've always said, I, I, I think there might not be enough for 10, but like maybe I'll just bring you on to do your own list of the five times Mace was right and no one listened or no one followed through. Um, going back to Phantom Menace, uh, hey, something's wrong with his kid. Uh, you know, the, the, the sit their back, um, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the one on the, uh, when they're on the transport and, and he's just like prophecy prophet and Yoda's like, maybe the prophecy, uh, misread was, and I love, he doesn't say a word. Mace just looks at him like, mm-hmm. <laughs> nods like, yeah. We got something wrong. Um, take a seat. Take a Jedi. seat. Take young a seat, Jedi. young Jedi. Um, yeah, and then the going, going to fight Palpatine. Yeah, I think Palpatine was maybe doing some learning and trap there, but 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 Mace had him, and and I love. Have you read the comic? And we're not factoring that into this list, but the the, the Mace comic. No, is it's an un, so overall the five issues are a little uneven for me, but the final. Thing of tying it going back to when he was a Padawan with his master and he was in a similar situation where he's ready to execute a heretic, a, a guy pretending to be a Jedi and his, and his, and his master's like, no, we don't do that. And so to have that, it's, it's, it's a mere Star Wars poetry to Revenge of the Sith where he has this lightsaber in his hand and he's like, I need to execute Palpatine, but my training and my beliefs say I don't screw it we're gonna and that hesitation gets him killed and if he did it he would have been the hero of the the galaxy (laughs) if i think i always go back to that moment because i really do feel like this is a guy who's who is so he's such a veteran he's so wise he's so powerful that he realizes in that moment yeah whoa, 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 whoa whoa i think i just saw the damn future yeah and this guy is gonna burn the galaxy alive yeah. I need to kill him right now. Yeah. And this is what I have to do. And it's the smart decision. It's the correct decision. Yeah. And like we just said, if he made that, if he, if he went through with it, he and Anakin didn't intervene, yeah. it, it was, it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Regardless of what, that that's like one of those decisions of like, yeah. Life or death situation, uh, a soldier is in battle and mm. they, they capture dead or alive kind of situation. Yeah kill him like if you need to kill someone you got to do it got to do it and Mace said it anytime he's, he's the jedi who will pull the trigger we'll do it yeah hey, well again tactics. He's, he's the most like um mm-hmm. morally gray for lack of a better uh, yeah, term yeah, like, in a way yeah no what just I, I don't even, yeah i mean i could be gray but it could just be he knows when the he's time the is logical 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 is yeah. good way to say it and and, yeah. and 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 it's the time so yeah yoda shows up around the uh, survivors of perimeter crate but it's mace on the ground ready to lead, going to battle. And I think that's awesome. You know, what's another thing too. Yeah. If there's, if there's a number one foil mm-hmm. to Anakin Skywalker, it's Mace Windu, <laughs> it's man. Mace Windu. If you really think about it, like he's the one yeah. guy that 
go back to Revenge of the Sith. Yeah. The reason why Anakin turns is because Mace was so like yeah. defiant. I mean, oh, if, if yeah. you, if you, uh, we will not give you the rank of, when he says you will sit on this council, but yeah. we will not grant you the rank well, of master. Yeah. Like he's using his logic. He's yeah. being, he, he knows that Anakin isn't in the right Nothing, spot. Nothing's on the up and up yeah. with Palpatine. Nothing's on the up and up with Anakin. And, and he you're right. It. He's the one who questions Palpatine the most. Yeah. Yeah, He's the one who says this Palpatine guy, like, yeah. what's up with him? Absolutely. And I think he learned some lessons from early on attack the clones. I think he learns a lot, but uh, um, I think he's an interesting character. And you talk about like battlefront two and we get Dooku, we get oh, Anakin, Obi-Wan, I, uh, you know, Padme with the Here, purple lightsaber. Ba- battlefront two. Ooh. I want, I want Ahsoka Tano. Ahsoka's already like yeah. rumored. Okay. Asajj Ventress, Ooh. Uh, Padme, Padme and, yeah. and Mace. Now I know sometimes I like to do two bad guys quote bad guys and two quote good guys but like mace, mace in the mace new is, updated battlefront 2 would be, would be great mace is incredible I, I, awesome. I definitely you're right ahsoka is one that i i, I if yeah. you didn't say ahsoka i would have said ahsoka mm-hmm. there's a there's a there's a big like mm-hmm. uproar for Django to give us like a maybe a, bo- a skin yeah, yeah it yeah. doesn't need to be uh i'd be on board with that it could be like a Django fett skin to you, a boba fett you, you have boba fett you have you have dengar dual, you have uh dual wheels. yeah boss you have did the dengar in this one or is it just the first battlefront i can't remember no, but um you do have boss because i get killed yes. by him all the time and you have boba fett um give me a mace man give me a mace 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 to me again obviously if we go into the clone wars he's yeah. also incredible in that yeah, yeah. um i i I'm absolutely adore this character as you should and that is it that is our list there's some close ones. Uh, you got any couple people that are just list off some names who almost made your list? Commander Cody, man. You love Commander I Cody. I love Commander Cody. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I, I told you beforehand, partly because his name is Commander, Commander Cody. Cody. <laughs> like, this guy's name is Cody yeah. in a world full of shock tees and Kiati Mundis. Yeah. It's Commander Cody. But the fact that, man, this guy, like, mm-hmm. like he stood by Obi-Wan. Like, that Obi-Wan was Order, his go-to. Order 66 yeah. is this sequence that, that, that plays out. And, and Kiati's is the soul of that sequence, but I think when Cody is the first to get the message, and you've just saw this little moment of with with Obi Wan, and yeah, hey, here's your lightsaber, old buddy, and then he shoots oh, him, shoots him, and, that's, and yeah, that's and, a great and the, moment. Sky, the like, fact that it's like, yeah, if it wasn't for Cody, and it, yeah. it's a, it's a, it's a, oh, by the way, moment too. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you if you caught that in Attack of the Clones, he goes, uh, oh, by the way, your lightsaber, yeah, yeah, you dropped this, like, yeah. hey man, I got your back, and Obi Wan's yeah. like, ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Gives him the double fingers pointing. Yeah. Ah, I see you, Cody. Yeah. What's up, man? I love that. So that's good. One of mine on the list is Tion Madone, which is the, the Utapa administrator that welcomes Obi-Wan. You and I were that's doing the quotes before. The show. I, I said Tonwi, Lama Su. Yeah. I love Lama Su, bro. Uh, yeah, la, the, the com- comedians are com- com- comedians? I think it's comedians. Comedians? Yeah. We'll ask, yeah. we'll ask Dexter. No, but Tion Madone, like, it's just, it's it's such a great uh, just his delivery teeth, of lines, his, his teeth, his look. Yeah. It's very Star Wars. I remember him in the trailer. It's like, who is this? And I just love the tenth level. Uh, that stuff. And then uh, we were talking about when he walks away, and his, his buddies are like, "Was yeah. he? Is he bringing help?" He didn't say, <laughs> and you didn't ask. But yeah. I love that stuff. That's on my list too. There. So hey, we could go on and on and on. And I think uh, uh, doing Star Wars ranked with you, uh, Andres, has been uh, as fun as always. And we're going to keep doing it and get you on some of the other stuff here in Force Center. Uh, you love Star Wars. You love the prequels. You know it well. And I love roll up my rolling up my sleeves and talking about Star Wars with you. So thank you for coming on in. Thank you for having me. Uh, tell the Force Center fans where they can find you because you do a great show with Robert Butler the Third called The Meaning of. Uh, uh, tell them where all that is. Found. Yes, you can find 
us on YouTube at First Cut. Our YouTube channel is called First Cut. And our podcast is called The Meeting Of. You can find that on the iTunes Collider Factory channel. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Squad Leader Ace. Absolutely appreciate it. Uh, thank you. We'll bring you back soon. And folks out there listening, you can follow Force Center at Force Center Pod. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Force Center. We've just hit some goals. We're going to be doing, a, we just had a vote from our patrons. Uh, we're going to be doing a commentary on a new hope. We did the Phantom Menace. We did the Last Jedi. Now we're going to do a new hope as voted on uh, by our patrons, patron, pat- patrons on Patreon. Uh, and uh, you can uh, see us on YouTube as well, where we have our animated data bank brawl uh, that you can follow me at Ken Napsock and don't forget to go to kennapsack.com and get information on where to pre-order my book why we love star wars the great moments that built a galaxy far far away gonna be released may 15th but available on amazon barnes and noble and a lot of other places uh for pre-order now you can also go to your local bookstore and ask hey can you pick up this book i'd like to get it uh where you'll hear me talk about padme uh anakin shmi a lot of other things uh in that one uh, so thank you for supporting the book all right uh that is it We're out of here. We're done talking. We'll see you next time here. Star Wars has been ranked. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.